You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I am feeling absolutely amazing right now as I record this because I just came back from the gym. Yes, I didn't even do a hard workout. I just did like 20 minutes of elliptical, some weights. I did planks. I did lunges with weights. I did tricep dips. I did hip raises. I did a full body workout. Pretty medium intensity, but I just went to the gym and got it done. Now it is Sunday. And Sunday is one of my days where I have 12 million things to do because I realized I relaxed too much on Saturday. I don't know if you guys can relate to this. Uh, Sunday is usually when I do my, oh shoot, tomorrow's Monday errands. Sundays tend to be when I skip going to the gym, but I have the time to go. So I forced myself to go today. I'm going to try to go more the week ahead and I have travel coming up and I have committed to even on vacation, I am going to work out. Even if it's for 20 minutes, I'm going to do it. A great app. This I've used this for maybe five, six years, this app. It's called Nike Training Camp. It's one of the best free assisted workout apps. I'll actually link in the show notes to some of my favorite at-home workouts because there is no reason why you can't do 20 to 30 minutes every single day. Today's episode with Anya Santana from the live show is so amazing, and I love her because she is so committed to getting her body right. In this episode, she talks to us about how she began taking up running, the motivation behind her really developing this amazing clean beauty line, Menos Moss, but just learning so much about plants and the power of plants, not only for your skincare, but also for your diet. She talks about how transitioning to a more wholesome plant-based diet just changed everything the way she felt, her skin. We all know intuitively that all of these things are connected, right? We know that what we eat, how much we sleep, how much we're working out is so connected to the way we look physically, but it's easy to forget. And sometimes I think it's easier to spend more time and more money buying makeup and things to cover up your flaws than it is to spend that same time and money working out going to the gym, breaking a sweat. Sweat plays such a big role in the health of your skin because it's what is pushing everything out. The more you can sweat, the better. I know a lot of people just do sauna and steam rooms just for their skin. But yeah, I'm I'm back in it. I'm I am trying so hard to stay on top of my fitness because I also realize that I feel my best when I'm treating my body the way I know it needs to be treated. 
it's true. I, I, I don't feel at my maximum happiness. I don't feel like I'm at my maximum potential when I'm eating like crap and not working out. And it's interesting because summer, we always talk about summer bodies and being in bikinis. And that honestly isn't really my motivation. It is so not about other people and how I look. I've now really gotten to the point where working out is so connected to my mental well-being and to my peace of mind. And just it feels good to be strong. Now, after we recorded this live episode the following weekend, um, Anya invited me and actually a few of the other girls that were at the live event to a session in Brooklyn. Sweat with the mob. She does these like meetups. If you're in New York, make sure you follow Anya Santana on Instagram. She, she'll post about it on her stories. But but I go, it's 11 a.m. on a Saturday and it is high intensity interval training. One station's bikes. The next station is weights. The next station is rowers. I mean, it's full on nonstop for an hour. I sweat so much, but I was so happy that she invited me because one, I would have never gone. <laughs> I would have never elected to put myself through all of that rigor. But two, it's just that reminder once you've done the workout, you feel so good afterwards. Like there is, you never regret doing a workout ever. I've always regretted not doing it. I've never once regretted doing a workout. One of the parts of this episode that I love the most, it's about 20 minutes in, is when Anya talks about how she's been able to transfer all of the knowledge she's gained about eating well and working out to her family members. Because I think that so much of the work that we do First, it's on ourselves. How do we make ourselves healthy? And then I think the next phase of that is how do you get others around you and your loved ones to embrace a healthier lifestyle? And as we all know, it's not easy. So I loved the honesty to which she spoke about how she's been trying to get her parents on a more healthy lifestyle. She's Dominican and she talks about how sometimes the food that's associated with that culture is not synonymous with what you would think of as typical healthy eating. Every time I talk to Anya, I am blown away. I think you guys are going to love this episode. If you were at the live event with us, it'll be fun to relive. Rachel's question at the end is still to this day one of my like best moments of the podcast because you guys will hear. You'll see. I hope you guys enjoy. And so to everyone listening, if you do not work out regularly, I would love for you to take the time to identify maybe two days this week that you can get a 30-minute workout in, whether it's going to your local gym, whether it is signing up for a class, whether it's doing a really great workout at home. Just find two days, block off the time, make sure nothing gets scheduled over it, and commit to getting that workout in. I will tell you it makes a difference. Okay, let's get into the episode. I have blabbered on enough in this intro. I appreciate every single person who listens. All of the reviews that you guys are leaving on the Apple Podcast app. I've been reading them as they've been coming in. Amazing. Thank you. I am so grateful. I'm so happy to hear that listening to this podcast has become a part of people's lives. I've really pushed myself to release this show every single Monday. So I appreciate all of the support, all of the love. Naked Beauty Planet on Instagram if you want to stay in touch with the community. And I'm at Brooke DeVard on all platforms. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy. No doubt they give us one. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, 
eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Life is real as a gift. Give a very warm welcome to Anya Santana. Thank you for having me. Sorry, I'm of so course. Happy. That's okay. That's okay. So, Anya, I have been trying more and more to get to the gym. I see you. You're like hitting what is it? Physique fifty-seven. Yeah. I try, but it's really hard. It's hard to be consistent. It's hard to be consistent. Talk to us a little bit about where you were before you started your kind of fitness journey and how you got to where you are now. When did I start? Okay, I was in drama school at a really intensive, like, dra- like it was just like eight hours a day, four hours of like ballet. And here in I, New York, here in New York, yeah. Which school was it? I went to uh, the neighborhood playhouse, so okay. Stella Adler. Um, yeah, I forgot the other one, and then um, Meisner Technique. Okay. So I went to his school, but it was really rigorous. It was really intense, and so when that finished, I mean, you were dancing for like a few hours a day, and then you went to nothing. Yeah. So I decided to start Bikram just to keep like hot yoga. Yeah. Like my fake ballet going (laughs) going in life. But I did it as a 30 day challenge. Okay. And because it was 30 days and I didn't want to waste my money, I like held myself accountable. So you signed up for like a package that was like 30 classes, 30 days. Like an unlimited 30 day package. And I was like, well, I'm going to get my money's worth. Yes. Money's a good motivator. Yeah. I'm like, don't let it go to waste. (laughs) It's too expensive. (laughs) Um, and then when that was done, I was just like always in and out of like my local gym, not very consistent. And then one day I was talking to my dad and we were just talking about like the difference between like, we have all this technology, but like for them, big technology was like getting a microwave. Like, what was that (laughs) experience? Like getting like the first TV and like, he was like, yeah, it was just like this box you looked at and you were like, how is this weird thing? And your dad's, your parents are both from the Dominican Republic, right? And so he said the first thing he saw on TV was the, the marathon. Mm. And he always wanted to do it. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> In my mind, it was going to be that easy. Interesting. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I... You did the marathon for your dad. Yeah. So like on his behalf. The reason why I'm saying that's interesting is because my dad is here and he did track. And I felt like for so long, like I was doing track on his behalf. Like he was like... I didn't get into USC for the track team, but you got into USC. Like you're you, the tro- Trojan on my behalf. Yeah. Like, Don't put this pressure on me. Yeah. I hate track. He, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> I hate track too. I like always skip it. That's why I'm a turtle. <laughs> but you can run for very long distances. I mean, you're doing long mile runs. I don't oh, know yeah. how you do it. I can't. I just, I don't know how I do it, to be honest. It's just like, you know what it is? with being holding yourself accountable and like being consistent with your goals, it hurts more not to do it, like to beat yourself up than Mm. it is to like drag for 20 minutes, jump out of bed, like last night, like, okay, I'm going to go. You always feel good after you do it, even if it's like too early or like you're tired, 
you feel so way true. worse when you don't show up because it's just lingering feeling of disappointment and not like being true to the things you want to do. So true. Every time I force myself to do a workout, even if it's early in the morning when I am not awake, after I leave that workout, I feel like a hundred times better, a thousand times better. But like not going, you beat yourself up the whole day yes. and then it just kind of it sets a bad day and the next day and you just it's a yeah. bad cycle. So you ran this marathon on your father's behalf yeah. and you hadn't run before. Like, how do you just begin to do a marathon? I couldn't run a sit like half a city block. When really? I started, like not, I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, I can't run half a block. I couldn't even make it to the bus. And then I went to like crunch and I signed up with like, a, like I was so broke. I was like, put my pennies together for like semi-personal training and with this runner and he taught me. Okay, like, so what did he teach you so we can learn for he free? Just <laughs> <laughs> what were his tips? He was just like, you have to have a strong core, mm-hmm. like, strong ass, like no bad knees is basically what he told me. And I was mm. like, okay, well, let's get all this jiggle to muscle. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he taught me just like, I didn't know anything about, I didn't know what was a pace, what was cadence. I wouldn't, I didn't know anything. I don't think I still know very well, but just it's about being efficient in your run. Like you don't have to run six days a week. He's like, don't do that. Cause you won't have kneecaps <laughs> and just, so I run three times a week, but in between I'm training. Yeah, I and see even, you doing your squats and the weights and it's, it's a and lot. And right now I don't even run really. I just like training. I go through phases. After New York Marathon, for example, I didn't run for two years. Oh, wow. Just because it left me, I, I was doing a lot of races yeah. to qualify for New York Marathon because you have to like get an entry. And I was doing like a mile race or a three mile race. And I was like, felt like Rocky every How long time. Is the marathon? 26 miles. Oh my God. <laughs> 26 miles? Yeah. Was and your father really happy? He, it was a very emotional race. I was like really injured and I was just dragging. I actually finished at the same time as Alicia Keys. So I was like, this whole time I was running with Alicia <laughs> I love Keys. I you know that. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm looking at the times. I'm like, you ran the same, the whole thing together. And I didn't know I was so disappointed. <laughs> but, How many people here run by a show of hands as, as exercise? And I see some like very upset, like head shaking, like, no, not running. But all runners hate running. But it's like, <laughs> we do like, and there's not one runner that's like, you like the accomplishment, like the, the feeling when you finish, right. but not like in the moment you're like, the things that I have to tell myself in a race to finish are psychotic. It's like, <laughs> even for the marathon, I'm like, okay, one mile, that's one less, closer to five. That's <laughs> it. The, you do everything. You count, you count the birds, like three more blocks makes it closer to five. That equals one mile. Yeah. And that kind of like pushes you, pushes through. you through. Otherwise you're like, you know, it's it miserable. Yes. The thing that I love about your story is it wasn't just the fitness. It was changing your diet entirely because yeah. I know you were dealing with some skin issues yeah. and then making your own products at home, which everyone who listens to the podcast knows I'm a huge fan of you making your own. You are the queen of DIY. I'm like the DIY queen. <laughs> everyone, when they respond, they're like, cute for you. I'm not going to be doing it, but like, go Brooke. <laughs> Talk to us about how you kind of made that connection between like the power of plants. You were also profiled by the New York Times. We'll just drop Crazy. that bomb here. Crazy. Um, surrounded by beautiful plants. But yeah, how did you kind of figure out between working out, eating well, skincare. It was all accidental. Like the food, my, I, 
part of my family's plant-based. Okay. And we always categorize them as like the conspiracy theorists of the, because when we were growing up, it wasn't like now where it's like socially acceptable to think meat causes cancer. Right. So when we were like, I don't know, kids, my uncle's like, you got to stop eating meat. It causes cancer. We're like, okay. You know, it was <laughs> that was the thing then. And yeah. then when I was just like ready to get Accutane because I couldn't take it anymore. And Accutane, for people that don't know, it's a very, very hard. It, it's like, it's an anti-acne medication, but it dries your skin out really and bad. And it does so much. Like the the warning, it's like, it's going to change your nose. And it's, it's, a, it's a, like, if you get pregnant on it by accident, it changes like this. Sh- I was like, I don't care. I don't want acne. Just give it to you me. You just wanted anything that yeah. would solve your acne. And so I was just my I had a great dermatologist who was just like, no, just here's this vitamin E and just use soap, like whatever plain soap that you use on your body, use it on your face, mm. moisturize, watch what you eat. And he like sent me off yes. to the world to read ingredients. Yeah. And so I started seeing what was in like all my ingredients and food and I talked to my uncle and he's just like read the China study and I went down like the documentary wormhole. Yes. Tell us about the China study. So it's this like huge book and it's a study done over like the course of 30 years. Um, and it just shows it's like in this town in China, the correlation between having no processed foods and like eating plant based to like the addition to it and how progressively like heart disease and cancer and everything just went from nothing to everything. And then they they did the same thing, correlating it here from like the industrial revolution. And just because of war, women went into like factory meat and all that stuff. And that that caused a rise. And so they just basically like just eat plants. Yes. (laughs) What really made me want to eat plant based was the documentaries showing how factory farming works. Oh, yeah, when they show how the animals are tortured. Yeah, and like yeah the kind I of, hate those. Yeah, but it's it's important to see. And like, I didn't realize like what Purdue chicken did to chicken, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, we're basically eating overgrown baby chicks and we don't know it because they're just pumping them with so much hormones that like their little chicken legs break and they die. And I'm like, I don't want to. It, it's great, but I don't want to eat it. Yeah. And so it's not because I don't think that we shouldn't eat meat. It's just I don't believe in factory farming. I think that the way we like my grandparents ate meat and they bought it and maybe they ate it once a day. Now we're consuming it in every part of our right. Day. Right. They say that like even red meat, it should be a luxury. It should be right. like something you have maybe once a week as a special thing. You're not supposed to be eating red and when, meat every And I single think day. when I was growing up, it was like that. Like you had a steak dinner once, you know, right. like on a Sunday or something yeah. with your family. And that was like pushing it, you know. And now it's just like you're having, I mean, if you're like from where I'm from the Bronx. So for breakfast, you're having a bacon, egg and cheese. Yeah. Then you're having some type of turkey club sandwich. And then you yeah. come home and if you're, you know, like me, my family, you're having rice, beans and chicken. Some, yeah. you're, so you're always eating some part of an animal. Right every day so when like the fda says in moderation well what does that mean right right that that's just you know eating it twice a day not once that's not moderation so i just cut it out altogether and when you left america grew up in the bronx you've been here you know your whole life and then you moved to paris and they eat very differently in paris they do what were like the changes that you saw well they take their time that's one Mm. like they don't the cafe culture yeah so Taking like, you know, 
here, you have like 20 minutes to gorge down like whatever you want for lunch. <laughs> yeah. and, and you're I'm not, guilty of it. And, Eating lunch at your desk, like just shoveling a salad in your face right. between and meetings. Then, and like sometimes you're just at your desk and working. Oh, yeah, or at dinner, you get home and you're having a huge meal because you had something quick yep. for lunch. Yep. And even before Paris in the Dominican Republic, our culture is you have your biggest meal at lunch because we have oh, siesta. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That nap is key. Yeah. Have a big meal and, at lunch. It's we eat heavy, but it's for a purpose, right? So most of our people are laborers. It's, so it's worker food. Mm. You're eating, you know, a heavy meal before you leave the house because you're going to work under the sun for hours and you come home and you replenish and you give yourself that big like meal, take a nap, and then you go back out into the day. Yep. You come back home for dinner and you're having, you know, a smoothie or a light sandwich or something that we can't transfer that here because... Yep. You know, you're at work nine to five. So you end up eating your heavy meal for dinner. Right. And so in Paris, it's the same. You take your time. Even if it's a dinner, you, you're you having a four-hour dinner. Right. You're having a two-hour lunch. You're oh, yeah. not eating these huge portions. Right. Um, which make a difference. You're walking everywhere. So I think for me, it made a huge impact to see the lifestyle we're trying to have here is like the, the standard there. Yes. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. And even as I've been in Paris, I've realized like French, I'll speak for women, they eat bread, they eat dessert, they eat cheese, they, they eat do. butter, they eat. They drink the lots thing. of wine. Yeah, they drink wine. And those are all the things that I feel like American women get so obsessive about like, oh my gosh, I can't eat this. This is off my diet. I'm keto. I'm paleo. I'm this. I'm that. A thousand different things that they won't eat. But it's not actually about what you eat. I think it's the, to your point. Are you taking your time eating? Is right. it quality ingredients? Is it not processed? Right. And it's funny with them now because since when I got there, we didn't even have any boutique fitness gyms or anything. And then now gluten, gluten, every French girl now is gluten free. I'm like, you guys <laughs> really? eat bread is injected to your veins. You can't be none of you can be <laughs> gluten free. It's impossible. But I, th I think it makes a huge difference. I, I remember talking to a girlfriend. I'm, she's like, well, I only had four glasses of wine. I'm like, um, ma'am, that's a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. And so talk to me a little bit about the connection you made between food and skincare, because that's huge. And I'm oh, always trying to explain it to people. And I feel like people don't fully get it yet. Everyone's different. But for me, I when I was in and out of being plant-based, you know, you tested in the beginning. Right. Like, I feel really great. But for me, when I became vegan, in a month, my skin cleared. Like, it was like, I my period went from eight days to five days. And it was the first time in my life, like, it, no PMS, like, none. Like, like I was just sitting. I, I didn't even know where I was at, but I was sitting and I got up and it was like, I was like, oh, that's what it's like. Not to have any pain, any nothing. It was the first you time. You were just it, bleeding and yeah, you didn't have I any pain? Yeah, I just stained my whole outfit. In public. But I was so like in shock that I didn't have like. The horrible, because I have horrible cramps, me back too. pain, everything. I would throw, I had like, I used to always get this pain from here down. And then it would just climb so much that I would have to throw up. Wow. Every single month. Like like clockwork, like and then I just becoming you know, plant based eliminated el that el eliminated like the next month after becoming plant based, I stained a chair. I didn't even know it was on its way. Wow. Yeah. And so when I've tested and I've had like meat, you know, because you, I, when I do travel to a place I've never gone to, I do indulge in 
the local, the local cuisine. Right. Like, yep. When am I going to go to Morocco and have authentic lamb from someone's mom? I'm right. I'm going to try that because right. it's also part of living, you and know, experiencing the culture. Yeah. Right. So, but when I've, I've done it here, I felt the difference. I'll get like some acne again, or I'll get like really cramps or I'll have PMS in a bad mood. I definitely feel it in the food. Wow. Yeah. And then how did you develop your skincare line, which I love, Menos Moss? Um, again, so first it was like I started working out and it made me feel good. Then I went plant-based. And then when I felt the change in food, I was only using vitamin E oil. And then mm. I was like, well, it's not enough. Like, I just can't use this little tiny <laughs> bottle for the rest of my life. And what about the rest of my body? Um, I started just experimenting with like olive oil and mixing that with cocoa butter Cause like my mom's, I think every black mom's like cocoa butter is going to cure your, your everything. <laughs> my mom, there has to be more. Um, and when I started just combining, I was like, well, I don't like the smell of this and that. And so it just out of my own needs. Yeah. And I developed this balm and I test, I would make it in like little old medicine jars that like were empty. Yeah. And then like my family just stash up. I'm like, here you have one and you have one and then come back and tell me how you like it. Yes. Because in my family, we range since we're Dominican. I have like cousins who are black as night and like blonde hair, blue eye on this side. Oh, wow. So I can test every range of skin. Yeah. And so it was great that everyone, even my baby niece who has eczema, it works on everyone. And I was like, okay, this is a thing. But then like life and love happened and I was just making it for me. And when I wanted to go to Paris, I was like, this is something that I can take with me and do there. Mm. And I'd been to Paris before and I knew um, wellness wasn't a thing yet. But yeah, I knew- is wellness big in Paris? Like, are they, they're wading into it maybe? They're like coming here and loving going to like two hands and like all the Instagram spots and then trying to do that here, there. Mm. Or they would come, anyone who would come to the States and like bring me back some Glossier, but now Glossier is there. But it's not the French girl way. Like I told you in the podcast, I would go to like yoga and they would be like, oh my God, that was so hard and have a cigarette. (laughs) Like. (laughs) That is so French. (laughs) My girls, we just left to yoga. (laughs) I need to exhale. Yeah. And I have videos like I was because no one would believe me. I'm like, guys, no, this is it. Like, that was so hard. I need a cigarette. I'm like, okay. Wellness. The thing I love about your beauty line is that it's non-gendered. Right. Like it's so weird how skincare has become so gendered. And I always like laugh. Like I see my husband's keels and I'm like, so it's blue and they've added some different scent. But like, why does skincare even have to be gendered? I don't. That's just like a marketing thing. I I just always wonder, like, who decided that blue was for boy and pink (laughs) was for girl? Like, I wonder who was a person that said, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's it, you know. But when I was reading a lot of ingredients, I would always compare. My brothers didn't. We We always had shared. My, like my parents were poor labored people uptown. So, you know, if she bought Dove, it was for the house. If she bought a deodorant, we're sharing, yeah. you know. And then at some point, my brother started liking the, the women's product my mom would bring for us. <laughs> and so then she's just like, fuck it, we're, this is for everybody now. Yeah. And when I started like looking and reading ingredients, I would read their stuff versus my stuff. I'm like, oh, so the only difference is the color. Exactly. And that, that was it. And like they put muscular scents on what men are supposed to wear, I guess. Yeah. But that's that's it. There's that's no it. difference. 
I'm so happy you brought up this thing about money and access because I feel like there's so much of wellness that has been connected to privilege, right? Growing up in the Bronx, I'm sure you see there's not as much access to juice shop. I mean, it's changing slowly. It's changing slowly. But you but don't have to have money to practice a wellness lifestyle. No, but but I think it makes it more difficult when it's not even marketed to you, mm, right? That's so huge. there's a difference when, you know, like what everybody deserves to be well. Yes. Like no matter your 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 life. But I don't think the wellness industry really accommodates the person who actually does have heart disease, the person who is right. a single mother with three children right. and struggling. Like, how does she apply wellness to her? Right. Like, and that's most of America in general. So how does that person apply wellness to them? And right now we're speaking to all of us as young people are privileged in that we're young and we we can indulge in ourselves and our own struggles. But like, what about the people who have to like really have hard hit them? Right. Life hit them really difficult. How does that, how does wellness apply to them? Like, and who's talking to them? Right. And so like my, I'm, I've noticed that especially with my family. Cause I like beat it into them basically. <laughs> and they were my, we're from the Bronx. And so they want to indulge in being Dominican. They want to have like, you know, the thing, nighttime barbecues and drink and hang out and, and eat with good, you know, just eat good food. And so I'm like, guys, we don't have to sacrifice any of that, like just to be well. Cause right. I think in their mind, they assume that I just came to downtown and had like a salad and was like a waspy, boring Dominican. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I like have fun. So like when we would party together, they'd be like, oh, you're actually fun. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't become a new person. I didn't just because I like come into the city, does, my life doesn't stop. Right. I just, it's, it, it is more difficult though. Like yeah. you, you, when you don't have access to food or, or it's just not presented, I think more than so, cause food is food. If you cook at home, you, you, you have more control, but I don't think people correlate that right. because it's not really told to them. People are told eat a kale salad and have a right. matcha or a green right. bar. And that's, you'll be great. And all your problems will be right. solved. And that's not the no, case. It's not that easy. And even, even in college, I was like, even starting in this industry, I was like, well, I can't compete with the downtown girl who's going at all these boutique and gyms and has access to that. I even if I was working part time, I didn't want to spend thirty dollars in a right. class. Right. Like that's just not sustainable. Right. But running is free. Right. Cooking at home is ex- it's available free. to all like, of us. Yeah. You know, looking up recipes or just it's also like you have to make it work for you. Yes. Like I told my mom, I was like, I think it connected with my family when I was like basically eating raw vegetables because that's what at like Thanksgiving. And I was like, but then they would eat like all of their food plus the plant-based food. Yeah, <laughs> and great. I was left with nothing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we got to switch it up here because I yeah. can't be left out of the family. Yes. And so my mom started like making like vegan stew. Like she just started experimenting oh, with the things that she knew how to make. Yeah. She just doing it took the meat out and, now they don't even eat it. Like now my parents are plant-based. Amazing. Which is like, I feel like I won yes, in life. That's great. <laughs> okay. I do want to open it up for questions from the audience. Does anyone have questions for Anya? Oh, Rachel in the front. Hi everybody. My name is Rachel and I have a question. Um, the transition into being plant-based is something that I've tried multiple times and I've never fully committed to it 
as someone who works out and is plant-based, like, how are you not, and I'm being dead serious, how are you not hungry? That's a great question. No, it's a great question. question. It's a great question. I just don't think, I, I just don't think it's enough. Like, I've tried <laughs> to be plant-based. In theory, I want to be, but, like, I just find my, either I eat, either I'm eating a lot of vegetables, which I guess is fine, or fruits and vegetables, but either I need, like, cheese or bread or some kind of something yep. to, like, I just, especially if you're active, how are you not starving? I've actually, this is actually me eight pounds bigger. I I think. Bigger than. Than when I was so like, in the based. last year. Be, yeah, the, and, be, and I'm plant-based. And I think it's, it's a misconception that you're not, like you're not getting enough protein or you're not getting like stuff because you're plant-based. I don't, I eat a lot of vegetables in my smoothies, but I think it's about knowing what to eat and like eating foods that sustain you. And I learned that because of running, because at first I was like, I'm working out, I'm running. Like, how am I going to yeah, stay what, full? So what do you eat? Like lentils, black, like foods that are dense in nutrient, like beans, you know, any, the darker the food, the more nutrient it has. And for example, for breakfast, I oatmeal, like yeah. any, any good grain, quinoa has protein. Like you don't need as much protein as people think you need, okay. but mostly you need a good, carb that's sustained so like in a good fat so eating foods with like avocado or like Ooh, i love avocado you know nuts and so it's like really knowing what kind of foods like you can't eat a salad and be like this is this ain't it this is not gonna be forever <laughs> yeah. or like pack some vegetables you have to eat lentils you have to you know th- there's a range in yeah. products the quality is just night and day i don't even bother with organic that's another thing right here organic so expensive in France, it's like a 50 cent difference between organic and non-organic. But that's because the laws prevent GMO. They're really strict oh, with what they allow in the country. Um, and the, you taste the difference in the meat. Even when I've had meat abroad, I don't feel like oh, I need three hour naps. You know, like I, it's a huge you difference. Yeah, difference. you feel the difference. But I don't really buy organic abroad just because I know... Um, it's really, really strict on what they allow in the country and in their food. Like American apples are banned in Germany. What? Because the pesticide layer wow. is. I see people nodding like this is common knowledge. <laughs> I, everyone's nodding. I didn't know this. And it's That's a, it's scary. A, but you, this is a different. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to move abroad. Here, it's like prove it deathly, and then we'll ban it. And abroad, it's like prove it completely safe. And then we'll allow it in. That's a and that's shift. a huge shift in yeah. how you move as a culture and as a, like yeah. caring for society. And we don't realize that we have that power to instill in our government. We're kind of like, we, we just don't care. Right, right. We're kind of in fear of our government where it should be the other way around, which I appreciate about Europeans because they will. The I mean, government's like, afraid of the people. Right. The people. Yeah. Well, they won't give like even with the yellow vest, like they're still. I think they're still rioting, but it's to make it a point like you have to list like we hire our government to work and take care of us. And then when they're there, we just forget that they're our employee. They're there to take care of us, you know. And so um, that was a huge part of me moving abroad. Like I want to have a good quality of life. Yes. Yes. We have time for one more question. Any questions? Uh, I'm Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Uh, I wanted to actually... uh, ask you about like did you try to get the um the help of the nutritionists or like how much was like how much of uh self-exploration was 
was it was your journey or like and how much was maybe the nutritionist that you've seen or you know like how like how how did you how did you find out how to like because I'm right now I'm like trying to cure myself from like symptoms and you know I was trying to you know know like whether you found the help from a professional or, or myself yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah do you mind sharing what symptoms you're trying to cure yourself of uh, if, okay. and I'm not I actually on don't know because nobody knows what it is like it's like it's basically like my skin is getting thicker and mm. I and I realized like a year ago uh eating oh, so many things like so Nutella because I'm from France so eat like so, so <laughs> many, like Nutella like all the time since I grew up like since I was six probably so I had to stop this, which was really hard, um, and it helped. I had to stop pasta, which really helped. I had to stop rice, which I grew up on rice. Um, I had to stop chocolate, so Nutella, but chocolate is like slightly different. I had to stop nuts, so now I'm fine, but I'm like kind of like Still also plant-based, but I'm just like, I'm trying to get the help of the nutritionist, but I'm not sure. It's just like, because mm. nobody knows what it is. It's just I'm kind of like, the, you know, there's like things where it's like this elimination process. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to do this on my own and it kind of works in kind of like changing my life a little bit. But, you know, I don't even know if a nutritionist can actually help me, you know. It's a great question. So, uh, that's a great question. And I never I've never been to a nutritionist. I went to a dermatologist who's just like read ingredients and send me to the world and Back then, when I, this was like 10 years ago, so there was no Instagram. There was no, I literally just had to like do my own work. That's another thing that people forget. Like their yeah. health is their responsibility. Absolutely. And it's up to you to really like go out and read like, you know, what is gluten? What is bread? What is, what is skin? Like, what does it do? <laughs> what is acne? How yeah. is like, how, only you know how you feel. Yeah. Like you can tell it until you're blue in the face to someone else, but only you know how you feel inside. So it is your responsibility to like go out and read every book and try things until something works for you. So like, you know, it's difficult to, I think the elimination process is great. Like when I want it to be, well, I just, sometimes I do that. I'll start from, I'm doing that with my mom because she has every like digestive issue. And she's like, I'm just going to eat air. (laughs) (laughs) And she gets very frustrated and she's like, I just rather deal with the bloating then like I don't know what to eat and so I'm like let's just start from scratch let's eat three basic foods even though it's not what you want to do and then you add and you add add because then you're able to tell like what Mm. works what and if you're eating everything at the same time you're never going to know which one it is pinpoint so it's your responsibility I've never been to a nutritionist I just figured out what works for me yeah self-education yeah self-education DIY yes DIY (laughs) thanks for the plug Okay, one last question for Anya. Thank you. Hi, Maaba. Um, thanks for being here. My question is, um, so I would call myself a selectitarian. Oh, um, what do you call yourself? A selectitarian? Selectitarian, yeah. Oh, I love that. It's like a combination of like, I'm just going to be vegan, like vegetarian. Like, no, I'm going to eat some meat. Or I'll be like, maybe I just won't eat pork. I can't really ever decide. But for me, my question for you is, how do you control your sugar cravings during your cycle? Because Ooh. I I will Snaps have for like that question. yeah I'm like on the edge of my seat like, I will be good for like a good two and a half weeks but once that cycle hits where you're starting to get all the symptoms yes game it over is, it's so bad I I will <laughs> just like binge and like oh I'm I'm at the farmers market I'm gonna get like a 
you know, a little like a pound cake. And before I know it, then I'm like, I'm at Whole Foods. I'm like, oh, I'll get that chocolate bar. And then before I know it, it's, and then I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to eat it because it's going to sit there. And I don't want to waste money. (laughs) I've been there. Yeah. It's, it's such a setback because not only obviously for your body, just the brain fog and everything else that happens after you eat so much sugar, like how do you fortify yourself so you don't have those cravings? Mm. I think the key to that is, not extremes you want to be able to indulge and have that's true balance right you're not balanced if you're eliminating and depriving yourself of things that you enjoy and then once you get like i do that sometimes where i'm like you know we have so many people in my family so there's a million birthdays and there's always cake and i'm like well i'm just gonna have one little bite and then like half the cake later i'm like okay maybe i'll just put soap on this and throw it away and hate myself (laughs) putting soap on it and throwing it away like that but that shows you how addictive sugar is is. when you have to pour dish soap on something to stop yourself from eating it that is crack because i'll be like up late and i'm working because entrepreneur life and then 12 hours like later i'm just like oh i ate a whole cake by myself i hope no one in the house notices it's gone (laughs) but i think it's just in like if you want something sweet in that moment go get a chocolate pudding and have it. And then it's done and you killed the craving. Mm, single, stay by, by single servings. Right. And, and staying high. I, just, just saying. It's true. It's true. And, and staying hydrated. I feel like a Ooh. lot of, a lot of things that we have, a lot of things that we cravings we get are because we're dehydrated. Dehydrated. You don't. Your body doesn't know how to tell you I'm just thirsty or like dehydrated. Mm. So you'll get like a sugar craving or you'll want to eat like a lot of salt, it, and it's just like oh you you're not hydrated enough. So staying hydrated, but indulging when you have you know if you want a chocolate, get a small chocolate bar. You know don't wait until it's so much that you buy like you know a BJ's bag of Hershey's. You know so. It's that's true balance and self-control when you didn't listening to yourself, not like you don't want to make a lifestyle, a diet, a, a, a sacrifice. You want to be able to like because you eat plant based, because you're so good, you're able to. And I do that, too. I go. I'm like, I work out really hard. I've not worked out for two weeks. I'm going to eat this cake because I've earned it. You know what I mean? And it's part of life. You have to live. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like not enjoyable. It's mm-hmm. but true balance comes from that, from, you know overall being well and then indulging here and there when you can i mean you just make sure like here and there is not like five days a week <laughs> that's great yeah. guidance that's great guidance okay everyone give uh, anya a round of applause thank, thank you so much Crutches, I keep it close, I got the skill for this On my back, the flight is closed, looking ill and dip Transactions illegitimate, cause life is still a trick And then you die, but for now, love Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 